0: field missouri recently became a part of one of the 21 states to legalize recreational marijuana use also in the woods in springfield missouri there's like this geeked out beast with like long horns and it's freaking freaking me out dude and i think we might be like the only place to even have that and that thing's like whoo don't go near it right here in springfield missouri
1: Live to a hard drive from an apartment in downtown Springfield, Missouri. You're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. My name is Andy Carr.
0: And my name is Dan. Open hand, no weapon, howl.
1: (laughs) Do you recognize this song, Dan? No. No. This song is called To Be Number One. Wow. It's by Giorgio Moroder uh-huh. and Tom Whitlock. Do you know Tom Whitlock? I don't. Is he related to Tom Whitlock? He's not. Okay. They do know each other. <laughs> okay. That name would not work for him because he's written a lot of incredible songs, oh, Dan. Okay. Danger Zone. Uh-huh. My mom's personal theme song. Sure. Take My Breath Away. Uh-huh. My mom's personal. I love song. that song. Yeah. I think it's great. He's Springfield's one and only Oscar winner, Dan. Wow. Won that Oscar for Take My Breath Away. He wrote all this music with Giorgio Moroder over the years. A Springfieldian. Wow. He also did the song from the movie Out for Justice. Oh, the sure. Steven Seagal movie. One of the many three-word Steven Seagals. The final line of the Wikipedia summary for the motion picture Out for Justice mm-hmm. is... We all know it. Gino and his wife laugh as the puppy urinates on the man's head. <laughs> yeah. Gino Fellino, I believe. That's right. Yeah. What's up, Dan? We are number one. We're number one. We're number always one have podcast been. by restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. We ain't going away. <laughs> we did.
2: <laughs>
1: but oh, yeah. we ain't. We, we did,
0: and we are again. <laughs> but and more in the Charlie Daniels Benghazi since. <laughs> what? <laughs> You know, Charlie Daniels used to tweet daily, Benghazi ain't going away. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Up until, of course, he died. (laughs) And I'm
1: so glad that I didn't know. Makes me happy to have not known that. Dan, we've come to the end of our short run here. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? Wow, Andy. Right up
0: on your mouth, like you've done it before. Like most short runs that I find myself at the end of, I'm very exhausted. (laughs) Um... I'm ready for it to be done. I'm sweaty. My legs hurt, but I'm happy with what we accomplished here. Andy, uh, the, these re- revival episodes have been a whole lot of fun. They sure have Dan. I was just editing one of them this morning and I, I
1: was smiling oh, and laughing at the mud house. That doesn't sound like you. And <laughs> <laughs> You were doing this on the toilet. Yeah, at the mud house. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. What, what am I going to stink up Cole Simmons's apartment? <laughs>
0: No, I I meant that you call your bathroom the mud house. (laughs) That's very good. Yeah, that's very funny. Uh
1: Yep, we're reaching the end of the run, Dan. It's been really nice. Just want to thank you for uh, doing this with me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Thank you for doing it at all. And you're welcome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I know
0: you will be happy you did it once it's all done. Yep. (laughs) I sure will be. I'm usually happy while recording it. Yeah. It's just leading up to and looking back on. <laughs> Honestly, last couple we did,
1: nah, I wasn't very happy. I, was kind of, I was not happy. Oh, really? Well, no, that, I, that's not true. I, this happened a lot whenever we would do the the show before where during the episode, I'd be like, this is not a good one. Sure. And then I would listen back and be like, no, that's really good. No, you know. <laughs> just what happened with those.
0: I, I I felt good about him in the moment, Andy. I, I I can tell whenever we're really firing, you know. And and although you know, for a standard podcast, would seem like a bad episode. Uh-huh. Uh huh. For ours, you know, puts us pretty much in the S Hang tier.
1: On. We're being meta. We're not supposed to be meta. Okay. Okay. What can we talk about that isn't meta? Do we have Do we have anything we can? Do we have anything else with um, that isn't the show itself?
0: Uh, I was just watching this movie, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. It's called The Truman Show. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, crap! That's, that's also meta. meta. Too meta. Oh, oh damn! Oh, um, the uh, no. I wanted to talk to you about who is he's in Kirby. He's a knight. <laughs>
1: No, no, that's meta night, oh, Dan. We can't do that. Oh, uh, Dan, uh, I was drinking a Moscow oh, Mule earlier. I thought we could talk about mass Moscow Mule. Oh uh-huh. wait, no. D- the mugs are made of metal, oh, which is too close to meta, meta, and we can't be meta today.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, let's see the other episode I did. Dan, oh, um, I did.
1: I did have a burger last night, uh-huh. and oh no, that burger had meat in it.
0: And if you switch the T and the if A, that's meta. We yeah. can't talk about uh-huh. anything with meat. Yep. Yeah, I guess we shouldn't talk about any sort of teams either. Microsoft no. teams. Oh, um, you know What I did want to talk about this uh, the other day, I was walking down the street and I met a guy. Oh <laughs> no, you can't, Dan. Can't do it. Okay, well. This is good, right? I, guess I, I, guess I don't know <laughs> what we're going to talk about. You know that feeling you were talking about of being mid-record and feeling as if it was going really poorly? Uh-huh. Oh, I, I'm being meta again. I'm referencing the episode that we're in.
1: Oh, well. Oh, Dan. It's been such a nice trip. I'm, I'm going to miss doing this. Long, strange trip. Mm, I guess it has been pretty strange. Mm-hmm. It has been pretty long. Yeah. It's been nice, nice to be home. Other ways, I feel like I'm seeing this place. In a a fresh way. It's been a bit of a reckoning with my uh, hometown. And do I regret getting a tattoo of
0: Missouri while I was on this trip? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I kind of like state tattoos. You'll see them. I've seen a couple people with Missouri tattoos. None as uh, unique as yours. Um, Really weird to list the Missouri Constitution Uh below it and above it. Really, a whole sleeve. Uh, It takes up a lot of room. Yeah. In the actual state of Missouri, they're in not not super big. It is on my left. What is this? This the is bicep? I think on a standard person, it would be considered a bicep. Mm, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the the bone is. The singular under. sep. Yes, I only have yeah, one there. Yeah, you got about, I'd yeah. say about unsep for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the state of Missouri, and then on there it says, uh, "Don't tread on my rights." Uh-huh. And then I I got a bear holding in each hand. He's got a gun. Yeah. So I have the right to bear
0: arms. Uh (laughs) It's very important to me. Yeah. I've never shot a gun. (laughs) You haven't ever shot a gun. I've shot a gun. Mm. It's thrilling. I I will say it Mm -hmm. is a thrill. It's been a long time since I've shot one. But really, I mean, the shooting of the gun, it doesn't even compare to watching the life leave their eyes. (laughs) Yeah. it's it's like not even not even close. I would say so. I mean, you know, use use whatever is at your means. Mm, who would you shoot? Uh, who did Wait, I shoot? Which haven't time, a shot? Which time? Yeah, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on oh, shooting. Podcasts are not admissible in court. Oh, okay. Uh, well, in that case, I shot. Oh, I can't. I can't remember. I know I shot the sheriff. I can't remember if I shot the deputy. <laughs> we'll have to come back to that. Yeah, we should. We'll come back yeah, to, we the, to that at the very end of the episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, what do you think your favorite moment of the Spring Food Revival... Oh, two... No, oh, I, we'll, we'll allow this one bit, bit, too bit of meta, bit too meta we'll, Let's allow let's it. What's allow your favorite
0: it. moment? Hmm. Had to have been the the car ride home yesterday (laughs) leaving after after (laughs) recording uh, three episodes in a row that that car ride home it wasn't that it was over but it was that I was in a car and that kind of thrill of like I could veer it off the road you know and not have to record the episode tomorrow yeah that really like spoke to me (laughs)
1: So that's you're like one of those people who says the best part about being married is fantasizing about getting divorced. Mm-hmm. I am like one <laughs> of those people.
0: <laughs> no, no, I would say honestly, I'd say eating Georges. That, that, yeah. that was that was a uh, quite the meal. I, I mean, it, I know it didn't uh, score as high as Jellard's, but yeah, I had a I had a dang good time. and uh, no one no one hindered my ability to eat carbs uh by not offering me (laughs) anything i was offered everything the table was actually small enough to where i i could reach everything even food that didn't belong to me much less food that was communal and and meant to be offered
1: i know that you asked me not to talk about this but since we stopped doing the show dan had an operation Mm -hmm. to give himself t-rex arms yeah he can't reach very far anymore. He's got to lean his whole body forward to pick things up with his little t- T-Rex arms. Mm-hmm. Dan, look, I know you're uncomfortable talking about it, but I really wish you would explain that decision to
0: everyone. Well, we had this elective what surgery it was first of all, I thought that much like whenever you have like fat removed from you that they're going to put it somewhere else. Yeah, so I just assumed <laughs> they take this bone out of my arms. They're putting in my legs, mm-hmm. which is cool because that makes me taller. <laughs> and then the short little arms it's like you know i just figure i don't do much writing i don't need to reach pin to tabletop i can get a standing desk yeah if i do you can text a speech and as far as like being able to reach you know down there that ain't a problem maybe wiping oh your table after you've eaten my cans big enough to where i don't even need long arms so it's like when you're doing dishes and you're like cleaning out the cans before mm-hmm. you recycle them mm-hmm. yeah big cans <laughs> big cans for big mans but yeah that's pretty much why i got t-rex arm <laughs> i just could, maybe you wanted to shred like mark bolin
1: um no i didn't mm, okay Mm-mm. well that would have been a good direction to take that <laughs> <laughs> all right dan we have more surprises Let's in this episode. Do we got, it.
0: we got so much. Honestly, more.
1: we got at least one more guest coming.
0: At least, Andy. We should have had another one. We should have jumped on
1: the opportunity <laughs> uh, because when we we're entering the apartment complex, Dan spotted with his eagle eyes mm-hmm. somebody in the very back of Prairie Pie. That's right. Somebody that looked a little familiar. Yep. Who was munching down on some cashews. It was dark
0: in there, but you know there was a tall presence a munching away on some cashews. And I made eye contact, and she made eye contact right back. And,
1: and then uh, Dan went up to the glass, uh-huh. put his hand up by yep. his eyebrow, That's and right.
0: peeked and, in. And she, uh, before I believe she had gotten to 9-1 on her dial pad, before she did realize that it was... <laughs> Old Dan and Andy, and, and, and wasn't it Eleanor it from was. Prairie Pie that we spied? Yeah, so we got to chat with her for a little
1: bit. She gave us some <laughs> couple-day-old pies <laughs> that somebody had forgotten to pick up, which I'm very excited to oh my God. try. Maybe hand off to my parents one of them. You can do whatever you want with your pie. Nice.
0: I will do whatever I mm-hmm. want with my pie. <laughs> and you don't want to know what it's going to be.
1: Yeah, but we should have definitely had her up here for the beginning of the episode. Don't know why we didn't. It would have been super fun.
0: We were upstairs. She's a fantastic presence. Uh, felt warm just being near Eleanor. What a nice person
1: she yeah, is. Yeah, really kind. And speaking of kind, we have another guest going to stop by later mm-hmm. to settle a score. That's right. There's some spring food grudges they need to be buried
0: spring food grudge match (laughs) but before that Andy we really should get to the to the reason for the season the food indeed but before we do that (laughs)
1: let's learn a little bit about today's restaurant Hemingway's blue water cafe here we go now Multi-billionaire Johnny L. Morris, owner of Bass Pro Shops and the most wealthy Springfieldian by far, is a true tribute to the power and spirit of the American dream. Johnny Morris is a self-made man. It all started back in 1972, when Johnny started selling fishing equipment in the back of one of his multi-millionaire father's Brown Derby liquor stores. Brown Derby had been around for 40 years already at that point, and Johnny Morris had the full financial support and backing of his very wealthy father? Yeah, it makes sense that Johnny Morris feels such a strong connection with the writer Ernest Hemingway, a very dead and insistently masculine author who pioneered a writing style that could be described as drunken American minimalism. Johnny and Ernest both fancied themselves real men's men, and they both came from a level of wealth that allowed them to do pretty much whatever they wanted with their lives. Hemingway was especially bad with money, though, and he died pretty much broken, destitute. While Johnny Morris, who is still alive, by the way, I keep talking about him like he's dead. He's not. He's alive. He created a massively successful business and has convinced a lot of people that his purely capitalistic version of conservationism is somehow philanthropic. But hey, we're here to talk about a restaurant, aren't we? And
2: you know I'm only in it for the-
1: There's nothing new to say about Johnny Morris or Bass Pro Shops. If you live in Springfield, and I pray that you do, you know the man and you know the place. If you're a professional here, then it's highly likely that your employer has forced you to attend a dinner or two at Hemingway's Blue Water Cafe, the deeply strange fine dining slash Southern buffet hybrid deep in the gaudy bowels of Bass Pro Shops. Hemingway's Raw Bar and Grill opened in April of 1987. Supposedly, Johnny Morris was inspired to start Hemingway's while on some kind of rich guy deep sea fishing trip in the Bahemi region of the Bahamas. Johnny's fishing guide was a local man named Bonefish Willie. Here is a direct quote from a newsleader article published in 1989. As the story goes, Bonefish Willie, who was a church bishop, had once been a guide for the Nobel Prize winning author, Ernest Hemingway. Inspired by the many memories of the famous writer that the old fisherman shared, Morris came up with the idea of making a seafood restaurant with a Hemingway motif, end quote. Bonefish Willie was a real guy, and he had a lot of charisma. There's footage out there of him preaching in his Pentecostal church, leaping over people and pews. It's wild. Just go on YouTube and search Bonefish Willie, uh, with an I-E, not a Y. Give me the mic so I can
2: take it away.
1: The restaurant's raw bar subtitle didn't stick. Shortly after Hemingway's opened, it became the Blue Water Cafe, and that name did stick. That first year, 1987, the newsleader published a review of the restaurant with some pretty great descriptions of the interior. I'm just going to read it live right now. Hemingway's makes debut with flavor by Kate Marymont. Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World Complex is another step closer to become a is another step closer to becoming a total self-contained entertainment and shopping center. Wow. Hemingway's Restaurant is open. As a provisioner of food, Hemingway's is already adequate, and there is a lot of promise of more wonderful things to come. Mm. Marks are very high already when judged on things other than food that make a restaurant good. The decor is casually sophisticated. The furniture, color schemes, even the light fixtures create an atmosphere of the desert southwest.
0: Ooh. Did you pick
1: up on that at all?
0: No, Mm. I did not. Definitely giving more Bass Pro Mm -hmm. plus, like, Safari.
1: Yeah. It's a weird mix. Yeah. We'll get into it later. Be forewarned, though, that you will dine with animal heads peering at you. Mm Mm-hmm. The walls feature the front parts of animals shot by Ernest Hemingway, according to the story the waiters tell. No, None of our servers told us that. No, they did not. (laughs) Maybe the the lore has become a lower priority Mm -hmm. these days, I would imagine. The waiters seem well-trained on their papa lore. They can even explain how the giant tuna on the wall was mounted. There's even a floor show of... There's even a floor show of sorts. A thirty thousand gallon saltwater aquarium creates a backdrop for the creates a backdrop for the bar and can be seen from much of the restaurants. The aquarium is beautiful and the fish highly entertaining. They are. Yeah, they do little tricks for you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mine were doing flips. <laughs> they do assign you one when you walk in. Unfortunately, the uh. next line of this
1: article is they don't do tricks. Oh, just normal fish things. But it's mesmerizing. It is. Can't disagree. Even the house specialty drink is entertaining. It's called, get ready. That's this writer's emphasis, not mine. The Bassaroo. Oh. You can compete with friends to guess what's in it. Entertaining, right? But what about the food? What about it? What about the food indeed? Who is cooking it? The real story of Hemingway's, the story that matters, is the story of Marcel Benetti, the chef who ran the kitchen at Hemingway's for 28 years until his death in 2016. When Benetti died, his obituary ran on the Saturday front page of the newsletter, and for good reason. You'd be hard-pressed to name another Springfield chef with a more sterling reputation. Marcel Benetti mentored several other chefs who went on to start their own restaurants, or at least run other major kitchens in town. Marcel Benetti was born in 1943 in a small mountain town in southern France. He joined the French workforce at the meager age of 10, helping with his family's hotel and learning the hospitality trade. By 19, he was already a chef. Marcel Benetti worked as a cook in France, Greece, Lebanon, Sicily, Germany, London, and Switzerland, before moving to the US. Marcel Benetti once cooked a meal for President H.W. Bush, God rest his blessed soul. And he was also, for a time, the personal chef of Hugh Hefner. Marcel Bonetti worked for a series of five-star hotels in the U.S. before accepting the executive chef position at Hemingway's Blue Water Cafe in Springfield, instantly becoming the biggest fish in a very small pond. A small pond that happened to feature a 30,000-gallon aquarium. Bonetti quickly made a name for himself in Springfield. He founded the local chapter of the American Culinary Federation, an organization dedicated to promoting professionalism among chefs, which checks out, since Bonetti's obituary mentioned how his presence almost single-handedly shifted cooking culture in Springfield. Other chefs admired Chef Bonetti so much that they started dressing like him, in all white with aprons and the, you know, big chef hats. Later on, Bonetti helped start the culinary program at OTC, a program that would eventually flunk Dan Howell. Benetti also helped run OTC's Chef's Apprentice program, placing culinary students into kitchens with professionals for real on-the-job training. Johnny Morris owns Hemingway's and somebody else is the chef there now, but the restaurant's culinary personality and its legacy are that of Marcel Benetti. When you look at the Hemingway's menu, you'll notice that it's kind of all over the place, with dishes of many different styles and origins that don't always make a lot of sense next to each other on the page. But that was all by design. Marcel Bonetti told a newsleader in 1999 that, quote, In this business, you have to be able to please every nationality and offer something from each country if you can, end quote. In that same article, he also said, I wish people would take a little more time to eat. It's difficult to do something that's nice, something that's good, something that's fresh, and do it in a time limit. Unquote. And in that spirit, you better believe there's no time limit on this episode of Spring Food Mo. We're going to take it real slow. Take the deepest of deep dives into the clear blue water of Hemingway's Cafe. ways blue water cafe dan as i kick my feet up Mm -hmm. on cole's couch here that's right i feel good i'm sure i look good Mm -hmm. i've seen some photos of myself lately yep i'm doing well aging gracefully Mm -hmm. salt and pepper king (laughs) as uh, a famous rapper once said when i saw him nobody else is saying it about me so i better say it myself (laughs) Who is that famous? Not reference? saying. Oh, okay. Go back and listen to old episodes. I'm sure I've told that story before. Dan's two questions. One. you have been to Hemingway's Blue
0: Water Cafe before. Two. You read any Ernest Hemingway before? Uh, yes and no. Okay. I have been to Hemingway's. Never for the, uh, you know, standalone menu. Only for buffet and only for their breakfast buffet. Mm. This was something that the company I used to work at used to do yearly for employee anniversaries. They'd take the employees over to Hemingway's and would take us over there. We'd meet at Hemingway's, rub elbows with the brass. Mm. And Johnny. Uh, yeah. Johnny and the, the the higher ups. Johnny Five. Uh, Johnny jo- <laughs> Johnny Morris, Johnny Five, Johnny Greenwood, uh, Johnny Cage, I think were yep. the big four that were up there. Don't remember the breakfast being great. It was really continental breakfast with yep. a omelet bar, which, which was novel. And then the second question. Novel like the books you haven't yeah. read. No. No, I don't read that stuff. It seems old and not good.
1: Nobody ever, no teacher ever forced you to read The
0: Old Man and the Sea? No teacher couldn't force me to do anything, Andy. Not and, even learn. And no, they didn't. They didn't even try, not with Old Man and the Sea. Where, did you have to read Old Man in the Sea? Yeah. In school? Did I have to read it? Yeah.
1: Yes. Did I read it? Not sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was assigned it at one point, though. I know that there are some Hemingway short stories that you have to read in mm-hmm. high school and college. One and I always leche. get them.
0: What t- One Leche is the famous one. Leche, one Leche, yeah. The two-word. Le- two mm-hmm. Short story, it's very sad. One leche. Uh Very sad. Very sad. I would always get his short stories
1: confused with Jack London's stories in my mind because they're both like very performatively masculine, very terse text, like very proudly manly, Mm -hmm. which is not really my personality at all. Though I enjoy consuming stuff like that. Anyway, I, I like Hemingway quite quite a bit. I really like the book For Whom the Bell Tolls takes place in Spain and I read it when I was visiting Spain or at least oh, part of it when I was visiting Spain many years lovely. ago. It was a long time ago. Ooh,
2: la, la. I had
1: I hadn't left the country say for an hour and a half in Mexico to go get to tell my grandma to go get her medicine. <laughs> I hadn't left the country since 2006 until I went to China. So I'm not like an actual world traveler. But uh, I did go to Spain once and read an Ernest Hemingway book
0: while I, while I was there. Isn't that cool? Aren't I special? Uh, no, No. you're not. Uh, To both counts. um, I don't even know much about Hemingway. I know the big thing, Mm -hmm. uh, which we don't have to talk about here. How he died. How he died. Yeah. You know how many Uh, wives he had? No. A lot. A lot? Yeah. He had a lot of cats, too. I know he, like, had cats kind of ran the area, and they they continue around his uh, manor. One of my English professors
1: at MSU, Dr. Kloss, used to, used to insist that Hemingway was a coward. Mm. He never backed up that claim. I don't know why he thought Ernest Hemingway was a coward,
0: but uh, he repeated it a lot. He just didn't like him. Yeah. Uh, he wrote books for a living. He was clearly a freaking nerd, who, <laughs> and they're cowards. Yeah. So as all the other authors you like, Mr. Professor, they're all cowards. You're a coward, too. All right. Let's back up
1: and look at this at a little bit more of a macro I'm going to kick this guy's level. ass. This professor. Cool. Yeah, I think he died. Well. And his son was like somebody who was around a lot. We can talk about. <laughs> kick his son's ass. You shouldn't.
2: <laughs> should. Okay.
1: Bass Pro Shops, mm-hmm. Dan. When we were growing up, this was the only one. Oh, yeah. In town. Now it's a big chain. Now you buy Cabela's. It's a whole deal. Pass Pro is a big deal. It's a big deal that it was here. I forget that it's a big deal. I think it's less a big deal now that it's just the first one rather than the only one. Well,
0: it's still the biggest one. It is big. Something.
1: And we did not take a full tour of it or anything no. this time. We Dan drove us all the way around yeah. to the actual Hemingway's entrance. Oh, yeah. so we went through and just went straight into the restaurant.
0: We did ride that glass elevator, though. We sure did. Just did. like the 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 kids in Willy Wonka. Yeah, some of us. Just like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It went sideways. Mm-hmm. I think was the big thing with Wonka's Glass Elevator. Yeah. And I refused to drink Merlot while we were on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did. All right. <laughs> All right. Bass <laughs> Pro History, Andy. I'm sure you've walked it many a time. Super fun. for your freaking... Shirts with the I, two pockets.
1: I am fairly certain that I've spent zero dollars at Bass Pro, mm. but I've spent many hours just over the years walking around. Sure. It's kind of a fun place to walk around. New Brew Coffee House, the old Christian venue that used to have, you know, Christian metal and punk bands sure. when I was in high school in the early 2000s, 2001 to 2005, was right across the street. And so sometimes you'd hang out with your uh, Christian punk buddies and just like, or in my case, see a group of friends going and kind of tag along as if you <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> knew
0: them and go walk around Bass Pro before the show. Oh, yeah, just a Fun. bunch of Christian youth loitering. Yeah, and I've been there, uh, not but just not at Bass Pro. It was a uh, I've definitely hung out at, at a Walmart. Hmm. I mean, I guess there's way more to see at Bass Pro, but I, I'm very off put by it. I, I can't do. It be, I mean, this was probably the first time I had stepped foot in there in like five years, and I cannot imagine I'm going to be going again anytime soon. I yeah. would love to go to Wonders Wildlife, so but good. I just so feel cool. that it should be free to me. Yeah. I don't know why I feel that way, but I think I should not have to pay anything. It's an enormous amount of money. Yeah. And it's all for profit. And even if it was a little amount of money, I would still feel that it should be free to me just as a Springfield, Missouri resident. I kind of agree. As
1: as much tax money is currently going towards projects that Johnny Morris is the uh, primary uh, proponent of. I'm all for those trails. I'm all for those trails. Make no mistake. That's all happening to connect other places of the city to Bass Pro. Oh, yeah. What do I care? I don't live here. (laughs) Not going to live here. I don't care. I do care. I don't. And I I do live here. (laughs) I wish I didn't. Bass Pro... Kind of a fun place. Kind of don't like it at all. At yeah. <laughs> The same time as I enjoy walking around. You know I
0: like doing a Bass Pro. I like throwing a coin in one of the mini coin receptacles yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. I'd You're rather throw some wishes.
1: my coins into one of the Kino machines at Georgia's.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. And, you did, and we got removed from Georgia's because you were trying to throw your coins into uh-huh. that machine. There's no coin slot. Uh-huh. It's just a person calling out numbers. <laughs> oh,
1: Wait, that was a person? <laughs> Oopsie. Before we get into our mail, I want to quickly review my experiences with Hemingway's previously. On I me. had been there for work functions primarily. I've had the buffet for breakfast and the buffet for lunch. The only thing that I remember is a wide variety. I just remember they had a lot mm-hmm. of everything that they served. And I remember nothing about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. It probably was bland. In fact, I do remember one time that my school had a Christmas party there. And I intentionally ate almost nothing, even though I got the buffet. Like, I got stuff and I picked at it because I had a family dinner somewhere else after. It's <laughs> so, like, I'm still going to go to this Christmas party and accept the buffet. Sure. So I'm not going to be the one person who just doesn't have food in front of them yeah. and have to answer for that the whole night. As if anyone cares
0: what I do. Some of that banana pudding with vanilla wafers on Mm -hmm. it. Mm. Today, we did not do the buffet. Buffet wasn't even set up. It's like asterisk because we couldn't because it it wasn't there. Is it permanently gone? I don't know. Is it done? Don't know. It didn't seem like there was even like an area that it could be set up.
1: Yeah. This place was originally what we wanted to do for our 100th episode. Yeah. But we decided for pandemic reasons that we weren't going to do a massive buffet.
0: Yeah, that was in March of 2020. Um, in hindsight. That we were originally planning that. Maybe we should have just gone. Yeah, we probably could have. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a better episode. Just it.
1: Maybe the worst episode we ever did. Episode 100. Now just has the worst bit we ever did. Slash me. Anyway, no mm. need to be meta. Nah.
0: It's too meta. Don't get me on a track of thinking of all the worst episodes we've <laughs> done. This episode's going to be too long, Andy. Let's get into the food at Hemingway's which we just got back from just about an hour ago now, Andy. We we had ourselves a little Hemingway's lunch went from the only menu that they got. Not a huge menu here, just yeah, two sides, one, one page, front and back, yeah. I guess. Is, I was going to than say, one, there were more than a few side uh, items on the menu. I mean, yeah, there weren't even that many sides either. And the back of the menu is mostly booze. This is truly like... I mean, you, you, you could count on uh, two hands, all the different entree choices you had. Not a whole lot going on here. We did get a lot, though, starting with our drinks. Andy, what would you have to drink? I had the Angler's Mule,
1: wow, which was one of the recommended beverages on the menu. There's two that have the little ship steering wheel yeah. on them mm-hmm. to denote them as... Special drinks. Yeah. This is obviously like a Moscow mule. I like a Moscow mule. You know what? I talked about it earlier, Dan. What's the one thing that typically characterizes a Moscow mule? What are they known for? Oh,
0: they got a metal cup. They got a metal cup.
1: This was served in a plastic pint glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan, this thing was pure ginger beer. Sure. Could not taste a bit of vodka in there. Couldn't taste any bitters in there. It was ginger beer with a lime, mm-hmm. and it was fine. I think I drank a fourth of it, and it cost thirteen dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, Andy, I had the colada, which just, you know, not gonna lie, the the drinks aren't featured on their online menu. I yep. didn't write down what was in my colada while we were at the table. I uh, didn't even really write down the name of it. If I had to guess, it was the Morada colada. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely too like, that. like uh, just something that rhymed with colada and uh this was a mango bacardi based kind of pina colada although there there wasn't really a like uh coconut flavor to it 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 was just a lot of mango it was basically a mango slushy in a tall pint glass uh that was very sweet almost devoid of alcohol flavor. Yep. And uh, really good. Really, I sucked that thing down super fast. It was less than five minutes Would've before that thing was gone. Loved if there was uh, some booze in there. There may have been. Maybe it just was disguised so well, uh, but it it kind of I, just seemed as if there wasn't much.
1: In there. I think that our server thought we were underage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She thought that the glorious salt and pepper beard that I have... Mm-hmm that people just can't get enough of. Yeah. They keep commenting on how nice it looks and how well it suits me. Mm-hmm. She thought I'd done that with chalkboard
0: chalk. She had just seen Jack. Yeah. Uh, and she's been obsessed with Jack. Mm-hmm. Somebody like, got it for her for Christmas, and she threw it on for the new year. A digital versatile disc uh-huh. of Jack, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Yes, and starring... Robin... G. Williams, Robin G. Williams, William G. Cosby, uh, <laughs> Jennifer G. Lopez. Wow, uh, quite the film. Okay, did you just watch Jack? No, no, I just remember the three people in it. I saw that as a kid, uh-huh. and that I don't.
1: I did not remember anything except for the premise.
0: Well, listen. Once you remember again that Bill Cosby is in it, it's hard to forget that Bill Cosby is in it. Like most things, Bill Cosby is involved with. This genuinely uh, <laughs> makes me want to watch this obviously cursed movie it's it's pretty crazy i mean you have j-lo who's not a great actress but uh, i i think she's it serviceable not motion picture. it does absolutely you know we out of sight.
1: hustlers excellent sure Her in it i mean yeah why did anaconda we do, why didn't we do a movie podcast not great oh yeah because no no one needs any more yeah. just yeah. like no one needed this one
0: okay uh, Jack. <laughs> okay. That wraps up our thoughts on Jack. Uh, crap. Where are we? Uh, appetizers. Appetizers. Andy. We had a bunch of them. We sure did. And part of it was, you
1: know what? This is the last meal we're doing for the podcast right. for the foreseeable future. I can kind of foresee coming
0: home mm-hmm. again this summer. So we'll see what I can foresee then. Sure. But uh, we've kind of had a sure. blowout, Dan. Let's see. You'll be back in the summer, so I should hear about the planning for these episodes uh, <laughs> here in about two and a half weeks. I think they will start working on them. Buddy, <laughs> I'm talking about it to you right now.
1: <laughs> you Two and a half weeks from now. That's a long time. You're really undershooting it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Appetizers. Mm-hmm. We got three. We did. We got three of them. Two starters, one soup, Andy. Indeed. The, the one, one of them wasn't it was isn't an appetizer proper but we did treat it that way let's start with the
1: cheese curds wow now listen to this description Mm. listen to this oh we we could not resist the description of this hand
0: battered cheese curds comma marinara okay now here's the thing andy ernest hemingway known for his economy of words Uh i have not read his books but i am smart And I do know that. Mm -hmm. I know he shoot himself in the face. I know he has (laughs) cats. I know he doesn't like to use a lot of words. Also, a pudgy little man probably enjoys himself a curd curd, uh, every once in a while. It occurred to me that we should order these. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These were good.
1: Very light breading. Breading that was so light that it's like you took one bite and then
0: all you got was cheese. And that mm-hmm. not a bad thing. These were tasty. Yeah, definitely not as heavy of a... I, I commented to Andy. Uh, I've only, I think, had cheese curds, fried cheese curds at Culver's and maybe Sonic. Yeah. The breading here, definitely not as heavy. Of the different apps that we had in, for being a fried cheese curd... I would say it wasn't as heavy as, like, the other stuff that we got. If it had just taken on an individual, poppable basis, mm. um, I did tell you that I could have easily eaten a little tray of these and yeah. then gone for a run. I don't understand that. I tried <laughs> to of sort how of how light they
1: are. Yes, Andy. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay.
0: They were very light. They're very light. They're perfect. They're a runner snack. You know, pop these bad boys. Uh, you hit the trail. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. You can
1: go uh, Thomas Jane uh, as you run.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm sure that Thomas Jane has had more than a few cheese curds to aid in his process. And speaking of Thomas, oops, I <laughs> my pants, Jane. How about that bison chili? Andy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure what your
1: connection is there. Damn! for this next section, we're going to have to play a special song. Please. In the background as we do it. Yeah, we also ordered bison chili. Uh-huh. Dogwood Canyon Raised mm. Bison. Ooh. House Spice Blend. Yeah. Right there, I can uh-huh. tell you. There's no spice blend yeah. in there. What House. There didn't have any salt in there. Black Beans topped with green onion and pepper jack. I already spoiled that. This. I already spoiled my review here. Bland. Yeah. Nothing Nothing about the meat suggested it was any different from your standard grocery store beef. Would have loved some sausage. Something in there to give this
0: stuff some flavor. Little it was body. fine. It was okay. It was like Steak and Shake yeah. or Wendy's Chili even. Just nothing nothing going on. There.
1: I think that I would have
0: definitely preferred one of those fast food chili places. Listen, this
1: wasn't bad. I, I didn't want to spit it out like something we had at a previous place that we reviewed. But uh, no, no good. Nothing special about this at all. Kind of regretted getting it. We didn't need it. Even when I added it to something else later to try and make the other thing better, it did not make it better. And we'll get to that eventually.
0: Now, do you think that we could compare the bison chili to M. Bison? In that M. Bison, do a slide kick, and this do a slide out your shorts?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Dan, I do think that... uh, Whatever you said is true. <laughs> <laughs> Session over. <laughs> we got one more app that might slide on out. Yep. After Dan. If I had to guess. Couldn't resist something called
0: the bacon wrapped duck poppers. Wow. Andy, I he was saying before we even like got in the car, he was like, I'm really trying to do some poppers today. <laughs> so I was like... <laughs> I mean, we we can figure something out, and then lo and behold, they, they they've uh, they've got these these poppers that Andy wanted so bad. Don't know what you were doing with it up to your nose, though. Yeah, I kept sniffing.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it was so big, I couldn't quite
0: get it up like yeah. I needed. Dan, I saw somebody do poppers in the front row of that Ice Age show. <laughs> that I went to really, yeah, very front, Reason. like. I mean, there were probably only like 35 people there. Yeah. And he was, I mean, they had just left the stage to uh, come back out for their encore of White Rune. Do poppers uh,
1: hit immediately?
0: I think it's a pretty quick experience. I've never had the pleasure myself, but so I, I think it's uh, it comes and goes pretty fast. Here's the thing. I don't know what poppers are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know. I know them from songs. I have talked about Popper's Pills and Pepsi on uh,
0: this podcast before. So I want to say it looks like a little film container mm. and you open it up and does it give you kind of a little bump, a little boost, I guess? Maybe gives you a little pop. <laughs> oh, okay. <Andy. laughs> well, wow, good to know. Listeners
1: won't know, but uh, we had a little <laughs> recording mix up there.
2: Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm sure this will sound great to listeners. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so good. What, what was up with those duck poppers, okay. Andy? How's the menu? The menu them?
1: says smoked duck blend of cheeses, mm-hmm. fresh jalapenos, bacon, sweet barbecue sauce topped with fried onion straws. Dan, two questions. Sure. First, how many cheeses do you think we're in there?
0: Um, I would say there was a blend of two cheeses. Mm. If you call colby jack two different cheeses i think that could be technically considered a cheese blend colby jack that's like me watching agents of shield wow, wow andy it is <laughs> it is a joke so bad and wrong you had to do it twice three times yep
1: well well the, i got the, the, r- time off got the right show uh-huh.
0: yeah this time
1: yep i said i said agent carter the first two times oh boy Uh, just imagine if we had someone else in the room how much more difficult this would be Mm -hmm. I can only imagine (laughs) how how a
0: third party uh, watching this record uh, (laughs) would affect uh, how stupid I think it is I
1: I definitely couldn't I I didn't notice more than one cheese it -hmm. was just a very vaguely cheesy flavor Sure, the cheese honestly wasn't the strongest flavor the strongest flavor was the jalapeno
0: which is pretty good. For me, the The problem I have is this comma between smoked duck and blend of cheese. Because it should be smoked duck blend. Because it was a very just smattering of like shredded, possibly duck meat with this yeah. cheese. You know, I was expecting like a little piece of duck breast, I guess, wrapped in some bacon. Mm-hmm. This was, you Titty. could barely tell that there Titty? was any meat. Okay. Andrew, sorry. Uh you could really barely tell that there was any meat beyond the uh, bacon it was wrapped in and uh, I don't know if you consider jalapeno flesh the meat of the jalapeno. I thought it was pretty tasty, but I I don't know if $16 $16 <laughs> they really are they're banking on the the word duck in there yep, they and sure you're, are. Not gonna, you're not going to you're not going to get a whole lot of duck. Five stuffed mm. jalapenos. Sure. Bacon wrapped, to yeah. be fair, mm-hmm.
1: sixteen dollars. <laughs> three dollars and twenty cents a piece. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah, that was wild. All right, so those were fine. I actually really liked how thoroughly cooked the jalapenos were. Mm-hmm. they They had a nice bite to them. It was ultimately just okay.
0: I thought that they were really tasty. I just don't think mm-hmm. that they were like any in any way elevated above a bacon wrapped jalapeno popper that didn't have any other meat in it at all. They could have just put pre- cream cheese in it. And I, I wouldn't have known any different. Yeah. All right, Dan, let's move on to entrees. Okay. Here we go. Andy, I got the catfish platter, Handbreaded in seasoned cornmeal, french fries, comma, tartar sauce. So platter is a little misleading, yeah. I would think, with this entree. Uh, it, I mostly went for the catfish platter just because I I'm not... I don't like ordering fish Mm -hmm. places here in Springfield uh, because we're far away from the ocean, but catfish. That's a different story. You know, catfish. We're at Bass Pro Shops. Maybe one of these bass fishermen caught one of these catfish. You know, these the the catfish. This is stuff that's. It, it comes from around here, I think. I don't know. But, the you know, the country style of cornmeal seasoning, you would think that that's going to be done well here. You would think that the fish is going to be coming from someplace a little closer yeah. than an oceanic fish. Where do catfish come from?
2: Yeah,
3: where do
0: catfish come from?
3: They come from a river.
0: Mm, the river. Oh, okay. okay, thank you. Good to know. This... Was definitely giving river. I definitely <laughs> got some river flavor in the catfish flesh. <laughs> Speaking of which, a little mushier than flaky, almost to the point where I, I'm i not sure if it was cooked all the way through. Ooh. I don't know. I gave you a pretty Wait. meaty hunk. Oh, it says catfish sushi on there. Oh, yeah. it does. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am an idiot. I can't Southern read Southern sushi. Southern sushi. Uh, I I think it was probably cooked all the way through. I just think it was. It was kind of. Do you not agree? It was kind of yeah. mushy. that's mushy. That I, fish pretty, flesh. Pretty pretty bland. Oh, definitely bland. De- the actual flesh tasted like grass, basically like cut grass. Mm. The seasoning mix, like the cornmeal, was nice and crispy perfectly fine and as far as the platter of it all goes there were two big old cuts of catfish very satisfied with those portions left over half of it on the plate but still you know big pieces of catfish nice fry on them very hot 14 french fries hand counted (laughs) uh, which were very good i thought the french fries had a nice thick cut to them Great crisp on the outside, nice mashed potatoy texture on the inside. Uh, but there were fourteen of them uh, with this platter, as as well as a little ramekin of tartar sauce. Definitely not worth eighteen dollars. Eighteen dollars. Uh, you know, I I, and I hesitate to even like call it on the catfish because I'm not a big catfish guy. I don't eat catfish enough to know like maybe all catfish just kind of tastes like grass, like river, like a lake. I know that they are bottom feeders. Um, and you know, I figured I could relate to them in that way. Yeah, that's basically cannibalism when you eat them. I know. And then then that brings me to my next point, Andy, which is my catfish platter was not good. Yeah. And I think it was because the eyes of all those fishies on me. <laughs> they see me eating their brother. It's true. Mr. Fish. May maybe Mr. <laughs> catfish. He taught, <laughs> he taught their school.
1: You had to get real, real close to see some of those fish in the uh, aquarium mm-hmm. there. Like the microfiche. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Some of them been around a long time. You had to well, that,
0: look really I close. I mean, that was so bad that it makes me look back a little more Ugh. fondly on the, the bad food. <laughs> your, your poor choice of words and joke. Makes the food taste better in retrospect. Mm. (laughs) Wow. Hey, so I'm a
1: positive force in your
0: life. You've crossed lines of time and senses. It's really astounding what you've done, Andy. Oh, you're welcome, Dan. Okay. Shrimp Bonetti
1: is what I got. Named after the chef Marcel Bonetti that we learned quite a bit about in the history section seemed like a pretty interesting dude he's from france cooked all over the place moved here was personal chef to hugh hefner wow not in springfield in a previous position wouldn't it be imagine if the playboy mansion was in springfield
3: or in branson
1: oh make so it makes so much would more sense there in, more branson. Sense in branson yeah <laughs> that would k- kind of rock what do you think hugh's eaten
0: all day Apple and sauce. don't say what I think <laughs> you're thinking, Andy. Oh.
1: Is there something? Is, is applesauce a euphemism now? He's like at 90. He's, he's probably eating soft foods. He is dead. <laughs> he died? <laughs> well, he's eating dirt then. <laughs> I just watched Star 80 uh-huh. Uh maybe two months ago, which is about a playmoid, a play-moid of the year mm-hmm. who was murdered. Sure. It's a really ugly movie. Tough to watch. Bad
0: taste, I would say. You've seen it? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. And speaking of Playmoits, I I made the mistake of subscribing to Playmoil. <laughs> and that is just <laughs> You honestly don't want anything <laughs> to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How was your <laughs>
0: okay? Food, my
1: follow up because my brain is so jumbled uh-huh. now. My follow up was: Did someone give you that subscription for your quinceañera, uh-huh. <laughs> which is not the right cultural holiday?
0: What's the opposite of meta, where all of our <laughs> thoughts are existing so <laughs> far outside of reality that they aren't? They have nothing to do with each other or anything. <laughs> Well, I was
2: trying
1: to make a connection to Briss. Uh, Oh, no, I know.
0: (laughs) I see where you went.
1: (laughs) Well, actually, that would work a lot better. because I can just act like you had your Briss at age
0: 31. It's like, you know, in comedy, they call something going A to C. Mm. Uh, What you did there, you went like A to four. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Well, at least I had the good sense to not say
1: it. Just to share that I had considered saying it. All right, Dan. Shrimp Bonetti, okay, th- it's a very confusing description because it makes it sound like it's created by sure. one person, but then when you keep reading, the truth is revealed. Created by Augusta Escoffier Medal of Merit winner, Chef Marcel Bonetti, oh. C-E-C, A.A.C. Wow. I'm assuming some of those C's mean chef. Sauteed shrimp, garlic, white wine, combination of Parmesan cream sauce and herbed tomato sauce, fettuccine. Mm. Okay, so... Long, but thin pasta. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Coated in Alfredo sauce. Uh huh. And there's some shrimps on top of that. I think wow. six shrimps, uh, without the tails and all that. They're all per- they're all cleaned. What's it called? Whenever you clean the shrimp, deveining. devein Wow. All perfectly deveined. Much like <laughs> Dan's
0: <laughs> adult prints. Mm hmm. Perfectly depaned. <laughs> that's what that's all about, deveined right? Re- removing the yep. <laughs> I'm
1: done with this. Yep. I don't need to use mm-hmm. this
0: anymore. <laughs> my my adult brisk quinceanera. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then on top of the shrimp were was some marinara sauce. Wow, Dan, that's all there was to this. It was a very simple dish, and I was kind of shocked when it came out and looked as simple as it was. It looked like something you get at the Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved it if it had tasted like something you get at the Olive Garden because this was sure. so bland. Yeah, it didn't look very good. Very bland. It didn't become even remotely pleasurable to eat until I put a bunch of salt on it. And unfortunately, that did not happen until the very end uh-huh. of the meal. Whenever I tried, to put some of the chili that was also bland onto the fettuccine at Dan's Cincinnati fettuccine Cincinnati fettuccine Uh ate those two together still bland bland thing plus bland thing equals also a bland thing that has different colors.
0: Now, here was my thinking there. Uh, I I tried one of my 14 French fries in the chili. It was very good. We tried the cheese curds with the chili, and I think that that belongs on the menu. I think Mm -hmm. that they could Pour some chili on their cheese curds and get a bunch of sick little freaks to buy it. That's a great idea. And even the onion strings, I thought, were pretty good when mixed with the chili. So it only stood to reason that if you added the chili to your fettuccine Alfredo with with marinara sauce, that it would be pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Loaded curds.
1: Hmm.
3: That sounds pretty good.
1: I agree. Yeah.
3: I have a question. The the, the chili, it didn't make it worse, though, did it? No. A net gain? Mm
1: -hmm. Nope. Net neutral. Net
3: neutral.
0: Overall,
1: for sure.
3: Zero plus zero is still zero.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Do you think he won the Auguste Escoffier medal whenever he put marinara sauce on (laughs) two fettuccine alfredo? No.
1: Here's the thing. We had that same thing at Odds Pasta. Uh-huh. You get them both, you shake it up, yeah. and it's awesome. Uh-huh. It's very good. Everything I've ever had at Odds was better than the shrimp bonetti thing, it. which is a shame because he seemed like such a cool, interesting dude. I bet this isn't living up to his standards. No. He, he's he's not been with us for uh, a number of years now. Mm-hmm. So he's just being prepared in his honor, and I think it dishonors him. So,
0: there. Yep. Let's
1: go to the dessert. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we had not planned on ordering dessert, uh, but as is our want, whenever it's offered, we're going to accept it. Yeah. Uh, And the the wonderful waiter offered us key lime pie. They offered key lime pie or a chocolate chip sundae. She said a slice of key lime pie. Uh She did refer to it as a slice. Okay. Uh, Not sure what implement she used to slice this. (laughs) (laughs) It shows up Uh in... A small bowl. Would you call it a cup or a bowl? I would call it a ramekin.
1: A exactly ramekind. what it is. So it looks like, and I mean this in a positive way. Jiff. It's like a Jiff pie yep. crust. A full. I would say a full pie's worth container mm-hmm. of Jiff pie crust with maybe half the amount of butter you're supposed to put into it to make all the the crumbles congeal, mm-hmm. and then with the key lime pie, the key lime pie, and then with the key lime pie filling, uh, filling it up. Sure. So the crust on around the rim, Mm -hmm. very thick. I would say like a full centimeter thick, and then you'd have to just spoon it out. Mm -hmm. Dan, this was the best thing we ate.
0: I think I would probably. Well, you know, I have a special spot for those cheese curds. Those cheese curds really surprised me. I liked this. I wasn't as big of a fan of the crust as you. were. I loved the crust. Because while it does remind me of store-bought graham cracker crust, it hadn't formed at all. There were no pieces of graham cracker that had like formed together to make bigger chunks of cookie graham cracker crunch. It was powdered graham cracker each bite to the point where when you put it in your mouth, if you were me and trying to eat it too fast... You would inhale cram cracker dust sure. and almost choke on it. Uh, okay, so this seems like operator
1: error. Oh shit!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just thought I thought this was great. The filling was just a little bit tart, but it was uh-huh. also super rich. Yeah, really enjoyed that. But I, I, I love the crust. I I mm-hmm. complained about cheesecakes. This reminded me. Sure. Honestly, more of a cheesecake than a lot
0: of key lime pies that I've had. But it, the Key lime pie really yeah. varies in the thickness. Of had a the little filling. more body than a traditional like. It definitely wasn't meringue. It it, no. it, it, You could, you would have to push your spoon through it. Mm-hmm. I like the filling quite a bit, but really that
1: filling to crust ratio, I mm-hmm. loved because I, most cheesecakes to me don't have enough crust. Because I love
0: the taste of the graham cracker sure, to crust, you know,
1: or any variation. Sometimes you get the ground up nuts in there with the graham cracker. That wasn't this. This was just the GIF. The
0: 360 coverage, I got to agree. I did like... I didn't think that cool. the graham cracker crust tasted bad. I just, you know, I like a little body in there. That's yeah. That's all.
1: I liked that it, that you could have the little... Some of the little granules were falling off, that they were loose. Mm. I enjoyed that. I feel like it gave it a nice texture. It was different from your traditional slice of pie. Mm-hmm. I thought this was good. This is maybe the only thing that we ordered that I would say comes came even re- remotely close to being special sure. or uh, justifying the
0: price. I would... Definitely agree that yeah. this would be a nice ender to any meal. Uh, this would be a nice end to a meal that costs this much, yeah, even sure. if it were a meal that was deserving of costing this much. Would you like to know what we paid with the tip? I know what you
1: paid. I saw the receipt. Um, it was $143. Yeah. yeah, I believe it. For five dollars. Yeah. But, well, no, no, no.
0: more than that, seven Seven items with a drink. I would say that that's pretty much the same as what two people would get at Gilardi's. And yeah. I, I would probably, you know, spoiler alert, go for Gilardi's. Spoiler alert
1: to what you just said. I paid less than that <laughs> for really? my meal
0: at Yeah. And you got the appetizer for the table there.
1: Somebody else got one of the other things that we we got. Our,
0: somebody else covered our dessert. Wow. Not the only rude thing that person did at dinner. Mm. And, and that reminds me, Andy. What else came with your shrimp bonetti?
1: A piece of bread, Dan. A piece of toasted bread. A bread that was toasted weirdly. It was. Well, we'll start at the beginning here. It was long. It was a long, a long slice. of bread. But it was like a flat toast. Uh huh. A flat piece of toast that was long. One end burnt. Uh-huh. Fully burnt. Real crispy. <laughs> Other end, like it hadn't been touched by the toaster. Maybe this is by design. Could be by design. Don't know. Doubt it. It was fine. I offered it to you. I said, Dan, do you want some of this wow. bread? And then Dan said, <laughs> "That I edit you. Uh
0: huh. You know how much of that I have to cut out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you interpreted it correctly as... No, I would not like any. No, no, no. You said, I don't think so. And then I said,
1: Dan, are you sure you don't want any of Mm -hmm. this bread? No, I'm good. I'm good. So let's hear your interpretation of me
0: being extremely explicit about
1: offering you some of this bread.
0: Listen, Andy, I... Listeners know I went through a pretty harrowing experience. (laughs) A little while back, um, it's hard to even talk about, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> we it's went, been five weeks. We went to Four I weeks. know. Turns out time doesn't heal all wounds, mm. Andy. Time heals small wounds, doesn't heal all wounds. We went to Gelardi's a couple weeks back. There was this basket of bread at the table. And I just thought, this is bread's for for everybody but lo and behold i'm sitting there and nicole you know nicole right yeah i do she she's not even eating the bread here's i don't want to imply that nicole is like stuffing her face with bread i don't think she had any but it was on her lap like and with her hand over it Uh uh-huh and she's, saying, she's not saying it. She wouldn't say a thing to me the whole saying night. Saying it without words. It's body language, Andy. Yeah. That's called body language. To say thing without words, that called body language. We, we've learned body language here on the, on the show. You sit up straight, makes you perform better, open hand, no weapon. Andy knows this one pretty well. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was the body language that really said to me, A, I'm not giving you this bread <laughs> B, don't ask for the bread. <laughs> C, <laughs> that, those were the three things I was reading from Nicole's body language that night. Okay. Needless to say, I didn't get the bread. We talked about it on yeah. the show. I didn't have a piece of bread, and I didn't want your f- pity bread at Hemingway's. Okay? Bread sucked anyway. Okay. It didn't look
1: good. All right. Real quick. I'm going to go three out of five for Hemingway's. <sighs> Two out of five. Two out of five. Yeah. Okay. All right. We had to do it. The arc of this revival has been about one thing mm-hmm. and one thing only. One thing. And that is... One single thing. The bread grudge. Yeah. The bread grudge mm-hmm. of 2023. That's right. That's come up every episode.
0: Started in 2022.
1: We're
0: going to end it in 2023. Yeah. Nicole. Oh, you mean the grudge. <laughs> yeah. What do you have to say for yourself?
1: Nicole Noonan from oh, the yeah. band Big
0: Alive is wow. here with us.
3: So glad that you could ask me face to face. You brought me all the way from my my home, a short walk away from here, to this mm-hmm. this lovely space to uh, have some some conflict That's right. remediation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna do it. <laughs>
1: oh my god! Using
0: remediation, I knew this would happen. I knew it. I why did I know it? Because she texted me beforehand and said, <laughs>
2: "Man, that was all." Know. <laughs>
1: You already know how hard a certain part of this episode is going to be for me to edit.
0: <laughs> you're pointing at your and talking about how hard <laughs> a certain <laughs> part of the <laughs> episode <laughs> is going to be, Andy. Like, well, now you're being oh, nasty. Boy. And it's not even for the airwaves. Nicole. Did you bring me here just for that joke? No. I <sighs> definitely leaving. didn't have anything to do with it. I am sorry that I slandered your name on the episode, Nicole. I'm sorry that I implied that. You would not pass me the bread. I never asked for the bread. (laughs) Wow. Finally, a confession. I never asked for the bread. Is that what you folks want to hear? Nicole, do you have anything to say? Wow. This is the first time I've been doxed. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yep. You were doxed?
3: He's slandering, slandering my name. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Slandering
0: a name is
1: doxing. My,
3: my full, my full Christian name.
1: Mm-hmm. You just do, you doxed. Your, I thought you doxed yourself by saying it was only a short walk from your house to this lovely apartment. I didn't say where. Listen. though. <laughs>
0: okay. The, the point is, you're fully doxed now. Address posted on the Instagram, and I think that's that's penance for what happened. I feel good about what's happened here on the episode. I think it's gone well. Anyone yeah. else? Everyone's got a different opinion. Everybody's entitled <laughs> to their
2: opinion.
3: Look, I, I knew this would happen, so I I brought a token for my apology. Wow. I brought a fresh baguette loaf.
2: Oh
0: my god, did you really? <laughs> it it's right there. <laughs> oh
3: and so I'd like to literally figuratively break bread. You know, it's the new year.
0: It has new been, bee. you know, we're in February now, but yeah, yeah, sure. Let's break bread. Oh, no, that sounds great. I, wait, Nicole, what are you doing? You're she's duct taping this baguette loaf to my forearm. Oh my God. She's <laughs> grabbing my forearm with one hand at the wrist and one hand at the elbow.
3: Get ready to break bread. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh! <laughs> I usually laugh through my pain too. Okay, we've got oh. Nicole Noonan here. Nicole, you've been on the show before in the capacity as drummer for the rock and roll combination Sister City, R.I.P. I guess. If I make music again, I'm not calling it that. What a bad band name. Good. Ridden. We've discussed it on the show. You should call R- it Mint R- R.I.H.
3: Rest in hiatus. Yes. Rest in hiatus. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. We come back. I'm calling it Electric Car with a K. Ooh. I think I'll do that. Oh, that's a good look. I like the look you gave me yeah. in response. I was, I'm, I'm okay with that. Let's me loosen up, have a little bit more fun, cuz that's that's one thing I never did with she was have any fun.
3: Also, people with electric cars known to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And you know, uh unlike Brad Pitt had mentioned, you never have to worry about anybody thinking that you're going for something funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <that'd> be perfect.
1: <laughs> I also don't have to worry about anyone listening to the music. <laughs> <laughs> That's an actual concern that he has. I got to make this good because people are interested in hearing it. I'm free of that Mm -hmm. burden. Yeah. What's up, Nicole? That sounds great. (laughs) Just make this about me. Okay, you got a new project. Want to talk about that a little bit?
3: Absolutely. Uh, So we started a project called Big Alive. Um, It's myself and my my partner, Colin Pearson, and our drummer, Sean Dale, childhood friend of Colin. It's, It's all my original stuff with a few select covers thrown in. Been playing for uh, you know four months or so now.
0: Very cool, incredible band name. Possibly my favorite named band locally. I really love the the name Big Alive.
1: It's so. good. It's, it's, a good it's a good Way name. Way to go! What does it mean to you?
3: It's just a riff from a podcast. Oh, okay. It's just uh, you want it me to really cut was that? from Nerd Poker. Oh yeah,
0: that rules. All right, couldn't think of any riffs from our podcast.
1: No. <laughs> you. Call it Colby Jack. You mean Colby Jack? Colby <laughs>
0: Jack. Actually, not a bad, not a bad band name. Open hand, no weapon. Not too bad either. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, all right. Okay, cool. Yeah, where can people find more information about Big Alive? Or well, we can throw something in here if you want.
3: Uh, you could find us on Instagram at Big Alive SGF. Um, that's also our handle on SoundCloud and Bandcamp.
1: Wow. Okay. Awesome. All right. So the the, the real reason Nicole is here. Mm it's it's equity. That's we right. really care about equity in relationships and your partner mm-hmm. Colin who's we're all we're all friends. Been friends for a while mm-hmm. at this point. Colin had his own episode. Yep. And he got to and he's also been on the he head episodes. Mm-hmm. And we asked just you.
0: Yep. We've <laughs> to said come on today. We're so into equity in relationships <laughs> that we've said that <laughs> anybody who appeared on the podcast and their partner didn't appear as many times we want to make that right before Andy goes back to China yep. and he'll he will postpone the trip until we make it right.
3: I we'll okay. appreciate that.
0: All right, so we're going to we're going to
1: pause this episode of Spring Food Mo now and we're going to do the uh, I don't know, fourth or fifth episode of uh, the Heathead Coalition. That's right, folks. Cuz we need to induct Nicole. But I'll be hitting
2: from the heat. Heat 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 heat.
1: All right, this is a Heathead Coalition. We're going to indoctrinate Nicole here into the, the Heathead Coalition. But first, we got to start another show. Oh, <laughs> we got to do another. This is also an episode of Talking Nuts.
0: That's right.
1: Welcome to Talking Nuts, America's number one podcast within America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. That's about nuts. That's All right. we're doing today is talking Nuts. I'm Andy. I'm Nicole. And I'm Dan. Today, we have some very special nuts to talk about. I brought some nuts from China with me. They happen to be some particularly hot nuts. Ooh. Take a look here, Nicole. What do you see? Could you describe what you see? It uh, looks like a bag of nuts to me. Oh, it certainly is. Dan, what would you call this?
0: Let's see, Andy. Uh, I would call this Huang Fei Hong brand nuts. Uh, they look kind of spicy. There's some characters on there that I don't know, and I'm not talking family guy. Oh, man. The Cleveland Show, my favorite. <laughs> Full of characters. I don't know.
1: Uh huh. These are... Sichuan Spicy Peanuts. Wow. Listeners, misophoniacs, I'm going to give you a special treat right now. I was just giving it to you. I'm going to give it to you full on. Listen to this. That's some nuts. All right. I, I eat these all the time. You got to shake them up because the uh, seasoning gets all trapped
0: in the bottom. And if you want to enjoy it while you eat it, you really got to shake it up first. All that's right. A, that's here a we pro go. move. And do you have to shake it up by putting it in your pants and... Uh, j- shaking your little tushy around—it helps. Oh, okay.
1: The answer is no, but it does okay. help. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Oh, that's a rip
0: right there. All right. See your palms. Palms out. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry. Glass onion. A palms out story. <clears throat> Thank you. I
3: have bits of. Uh, that's a real pepper in it. Real yeah, Sichuan this pepper.
0: is this is more than just flavor blast seasoning, folks. There's real deal spices yeah. in our hands. We
1: got crushed red pepper in there, some bit the big ones, not the little flakes. We got the big dried pepper. We got genuine Sichuan peppercorns in there. This is gonna this is numbing spice. This is gonna make you numb, which you might want for the next thing we're gonna try. Ooh, that's
0: nice. All right, everybody, mouth on mic
1: and chewing. Here we go. This is every listener's favorite part. Listen up.
0: All right. Describe your sensations.
3: I definitely feel the numbing kick in.
0: Beyond anything, great nut flavor. So good. Not too salty. Not with the kind of salt dust that you experience with normal. These are just peanuts. Halved for the most part. No. that The, the kind of dustiness of your typical flavored or salted nut sort of replaced by actual Seasoning, pretty good, yeah, not as spicy as I was expecting the the deeper you get into the bag, the
1: spicier it gets sure that I was talking about with all the spice getting mm-hmm. at the bottom. I love the end of the bag because it's mostly just the seasoning, and I will just shoot it oh yeah. like for the next ten minutes, it's full on like slobber and uh full numbness. I don't know if you either of you have had like the Sichuan heat and then you take a sip of beer. It's like an incredible sensation, mm-hmm.
3: no, but I'll have to try that,
1: yeah. It, can we get? Do you get good Sichuan spice here anywhere now?
3: Uh, I believe you can go to uh, Corner Twenty One has mm. some Sichuan dishes. Yeah,
1: we had that together whenever we all reviewed it on the show yeah. with that dude Doug. Probably the most knowledgeable guest about uh, food that we ever had on the show. Oh great yeah. follow on Instagram. If you should should follow probably anyway probably just host his own show. All right, well, uh, that's been talking nuts. Wow. <laughs> That's been talking nuts. We're still in wow. the heathead Head Coalition episode, though. We got to try something real special that I brought with me on the plane. Dan, I'm going to hand this to you. Dan, there's some English writing on here to go with the Chinese characters. Can you please tell us what we're about to try here?
0: Spicy, boneless chicken claw snack with lemon taste.
1: That's right. Mm. Chicken feet. Yeah. Anybody here had chicken feet before?
0: Nope. No. Have not, Andy. All right. Looks nasty. Uh, the feeling through the package, not that appealing either. Here, have a feel, Nicole. All right.
3: See, the, the packaging, I think, looks kind of tasty. It does with like some, to eat plastic, though. It <laughs> feels like there's a toy inside.
1: Mm. Ooh. Let's find out. I'm going to give you the, the uh, advice that I wish had been given to me when I first tried Chicken Feet.
3: I love food that comes with advice on how to eat it.
1: You pull the outer layer off with your teeth. You do not eat what's inside. Sure. I did not know that. Uh, My partner Mm -hmm. did not tell me that that's what you're supposed to do with chicken bones. And in fact, when I said, how do you eat this? She was like, you just chew it. And I kept chewing and chewing and chewing because it did not feel like something I should swallow. And it wasn't until the next... I did swallow it. And it wasn't until the next time that someone actually explained to me how to eat chicken feet. You're supposed so. to
0: suck this collagen off of it, I believe. That's
1: right. If you want, you can inject it into your lips.
0: Difficult to open. Smells good. Well, I slid it through my mouth. Definitely did not get anything off of the chicken feet. Um, It was... It's a pretty nasty experience texturally, I would say. And, I, and not the nastiest, I'd... I thought it was going to be the the flesh that I was supposed to be like sucking off of this would be a little softer and it's a little it's a little harder than I, I had expected.
1: You weren't planning on using this monopoly board again.
0: <laughs> That's my childhood monopoly board, actually. I've been playing on that with uh, family and friends since I was probably eight years old. It's the deluxe edition. Um, I've won so many games. Using this monopoly board, it it it's hard to even count them.
1: Speaking of uh, hard, it's very hard to eat this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was
0: <laughs> I. I did not eat anything. I think Nicole may be the only one of us to have. You got bits off of it. It I, seems. I, yeah,
3: I kind of tore a little bit off with my my teeth. It's not the worst thing I've had. Sure. I'm not sure that I'm going to go out and and buy a package of these, but the sauce on it is is good. I would like more of that. Certainly sure yeah.
4: hot.
1: I think the sauce is uh pretty excellent actually. If this was on something that I knew how to eat properly, <laughs> I think I would like it quite a bit. But uh no, I I wasn't able to pull any anything off there that I could actually eat. It's just it was too too thick, too rubbery doesn't really register to my Western palate as food, unfortunately.
3: You know what it reminds me of? When I was a kid and you'd go trick-or-treating or to a Halloween party and they would have wax lips. Oh, yeah. And child mind is, is like, this is food. I'm going to eat this. And you realize you're not supposed to really. That's not the idea. <laughs> That's what these remind me of. But it tasted good.
1: That's a really good observation. I completely agree. I mean, I did use to snack on the wax lips just for fun. because I think those taste delicious. Well, you were. It's the closest thing. I get to kiss it. Yeah. Yeah. Until yeah. I was like 31.
0: Definitely lit me up. Didn't I don't like that though. I don't like that. You didn't like the sauce. Even I the sauce was fine. I do like the lemony heat to it. Yeah. I could I could see myself enjoying a chicken wing doused in that. Sure. I think that that would be really good. But uh, uh, as far as uh, yeah, chicken feet, not not for not for old Danny anything you want to leave
1: people with before your segment to the show ends.
0: <laughs> you got you, she shook her head. <laughs>
3: Try, try more foods. Chicken feet I is, nothing, uh, is something I would never have expected. I almost said no to eat the chicken feet, <laughs> but it was better than I was expecting. All right. So peer pressure your friends into trying new foods. Oh, I didn't
1: mean to apply any pressure. I hope you
0: didn't feel that. I hope you I'm don't never feel that we're peers again. because I'm still kind of mad about the whole Can't bread thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So that's been... This episode of the Heathead Coalition. Wow! Thank you for joining us for this, Nicole. Absolutely. <laughs> Spring Food Media. When Nicole said she brought some bread for you, I really, I was really hoping that she would reach into her bag and just pull out the bird.
0: <laughs> yep, that's a that's a classic of my girlfriend's. She loves to do the old "Oh, I I found it," and then show me what exactly she found.
1: <laughs> All right, Dan. Yeah. We got a special guest. Mm. We're actually going to call into this episode. We have returned to the place that this revival started. We've started. To the back apartment where we began. above Prairie Pie on Jefferson That's Street. That's right. Let's give a call to the to man himself, Mr. Mint. <laughs>
4: We've
0: got Cole Simmons
4: on the line. Wow, the one and only. Yo, (laughs) what's up, dude? Not a whole lot. I'm working from home today, and um, it's like 60 degrees right now. And oh man, good. It's good, but it's also like just dreary and rainy out here in Pittsburgh yeah It's gonna not say the best, it. It. but it's better than negative eight degrees how it was when I was in Missouri. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you were <laughs> here. That's right. You had to cancel your show. <laughs> yeah, it was too dicey for everybody. I just felt like I needed to make the call there. But Yeah, it was very
1: bad. I had COVID, so I
0: wasn't going to be able to go anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely wasn't going to go at all. <laughs> yeah, you uh-huh. totally decided not to go. Turn that into a super spreader event. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, (laughs) I just didn't know about it. I mean, that's okay, too. (laughs) It was was a last-minute thing, too. He's off social
0: media. I'm off of social media. I finally decided that it doesn't matter how much they pay me for my posts. (laughs) I can't debase (laughs) myself any longer. I can't have... Show feet, show hole, <laughs> show us show us everything. I got to have something for me. Yeah, you got to keep them on
4: their toes.
0: Was, They're trying was, to keep me on my toes. Oh, <laughs> they pay so much for that to see me on my toes. God. All right. So the reason we're on them. calling
1: <laughs> suck on your own toes. Oh,
0: yeah. Just like I'm I like know you whenever do, I was a baby. You do have some You're weird double flexible. joint stuff going on with your body.
4: Oh, yeah. Check this bend,
0: out. Yeah, it was out cool. Whoa, show. put that on your album cover that
4: literally looks like you're doing like the metal hands <laughs> yeah, it like, does. Looks but. Like
0: the system of a down album cover
1: <laughs> here I want to get a photo of that. whoa, oh, that's so disconcerting seeing them both hey, you know disconcerted that's what happened to Cole yep that is <laughs> what happened to Cole <laughs> all right, we got to get to the reason that we called you, yeah, which really. is yep. We're, re- we're recording this episode and one of the other ones mm-hmm. uh, in your old apartment, unknowingly. Yeah. So you own this place now and you just rent it out sure. as an Airbnb. Yeah, just
4: a little side hustle thing, you know, like... No, actually, do you know who owns it? Some dude named Nick, is that right? Or is Nick the manager? Uh, Sibley, Nick Sibley. He was, you know who that is?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Rule and Ned, the band, slash the owner of the music. Yeah, I know who he is. Yes, 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 okay. He used to play with the band at McSalty's Pizza for years and years. It was a trio.
4: Interesting. Mm -hmm. See, I only know his tenure as an Ozark Mountain Daredevil. Oh. He did O'Reilly's theme song. Yeah, yeah. That's a banger. All those radio commercials. He's the landlord. I don't own it. Very cool. It's like a joint thing with me and him. Like we kind of went in on it together. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: (laughs) So so technically, you said you wrote your album in this Mm -hmm. apartment. Yeah. So does that, you have to give him partial songwriting credit?
4: Our lawyers were able to work that out where Hmm. it's just me. But he, he was trying to suck me dry. Speaking oh, I sp- hate
0: when my landlord tries to do that. And speaking <laughs> of sucking you dry, Dan had some questions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What were my questions? <laughs> um, uh, nice Well, transition. first and foremost, do you know what a hot toddy is? The drink? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you don't, you mother... What? You dirty mother... <laughs> So I wasn't trying to be rude there to you. <laughs> I just thought you might know what a hot toddy no, is. No,
4: I knew exactly what you're talking about.
0: Oh, okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, okay. you've been
4: listening to the revival. Yeah. Yeah. Of course.
0: What was the other question I had for him? Oh, um, well, this one's off the top of the dome. Did you call the bathroom the mud house or the mud lounge?
4: No, but uh, I should. No, have which said. one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mud bath
0: <laughs> okay. okay okay well i i told andy to maybe be weary
4: of the tub oh what'd you do in that bed in there mostly slept um but that's also not the bed that was there i owned the bed i knew it i knew it. andy i i told it went
0: he had his face buried in certain parts of the bed <laughs> that i told him i said no he didn't this probably isn't even his bed? This doesn't. He seems like a guy fun. who would have a nicer. I was bedroom. having
1: some fun with the post,
4: the bed post. <laughs> 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 we'll do. Unfortunately, fun. that wasn't the bed post that I. Okay. That okay. Someone else might have. Okay. Sure. Paint. He's but, talking about paint. Sure. Yeah. If it was or, my bed, you would have. You would have had something going on there. Yeah.
1: But. There would have still. Been what he's smell. trying to say is he used to make like an orangutan <laughs> on there. Okay. Uh,
4: <laughs> yep.
1: Cole, you made a big shift recently oh, with your musical I'm, I'm project. I'm excited to hear about this. Yeah. I would like, to hear, you, I would like you to hear you tell it. You were called Brat Pit. We discuss, discussed mm-hmm. it extensively on an episode that we did like two and a half years ago mm-hmm. or something.
4: Yep. But you've yeah. upgraded. Upgraded big time. The lore behind a name change. Well, it's threefold. One, mm. ooh. I was getting tired of explaining... The joke to people who either misheard me because like T and D. Sure. If you're from the Midwest, Brat, Brad, mm-hmm. Brat, Brat. It could be a soft T mm-hmm. sound like a D. And then they say like, oh, why would you name yourself Brad Pitt? Like, wouldn't you get sued or whatever? And then I had to be like, oh, well, it's a joke because I'm from here and did that. So yeah, got tired of explaining that. But also Google, Spotify, Yahoo, Ask Jeeves. They just think I'm Trying to search mm-hmm. for.
1: Indeed. Yeah. The the great himself. SEO.
4: Yeah, exactly. I w- you took the words right out of my Those mouth. Those were
1: letters. Took the letters out of his mouth. I took
4: the letters out of my <laughs> mouth. And that was one of the other reasons. I Also, f- I felt that that name was made out of a time when like a lot of other people were doing that sort of thing, a silly name yeah. after a famous person. I mean, there, there's been bands like that forever, but I just kind of wanted something new, fresh, kind of keep the the wheels greased
1: do you feel like it it might have obligated you a little bit to be funny
4: a little bit that's funny you say that because i had a conversation thank you with a friend <laughs> you're welcome the other day and i said pretty much that same exact thing that i like to incorporate humor in like any creative thing that i do if i can if it's appropriate Do um, you say so yeah <laughs> <laughs> They were just like, yeah, it seems like that was an obligation you might have had. And I was like, yeah. So name change, fresh, cool. Yeah, tell us about the change. I had a bunch of different names picked out and I sent like eight of them to a friend who he's in like marketing and like does a lot of stuff with like SEO. And I was like, which one of these would perform the best as far as trying to compete with other stuff? Sure. Originally, I had written down near mint fatigues. And he was like, drop the near. You
0: were called the near mint fatigues. He said, exactly. drop the, the drop the near. <laughs>
4: <Yep>. <laughs> He's like, mint fatigues is great. And I was like, out of all of the ones I sent, that was my favorite one anyway. So I was like, oh yeah, that's sick. There's really not any meaning. I like the way it sounds. And sure. it lends itself to kind of an ambiguous entity. Like it could be a band, sure. could be a, a songwriter. Whereas like Brad Pitt is obviously like a name uh, like a proper noun or whatever. So I kind of like if someone were to hear the songs, it's like, Oh, this isn't just the songwriter guy. Like this is a band or whatever, which sure, yeah. I, I tend to like as a listener myself a little sure. more.
1: Yeah. Um, so what's, what's the
4: future? Um, right now I'm trying to reschedule the show in Springfield. that got canceled. I'm supposed to be coming back into Missouri for a baby shower in oh. February. Oh baby. Oh baby is right. We're going to be rescheduling it. Hopefully same lineup, same time, same place, just trying it again.
1: I'm going to need you to do a follow-up show in I don't know, Hong Kong, something like that, <laughs> so I can come. See what I can do. Yeah.
4: You know any Borders p- open? <laughs> can you can you book the show? Yeah, sure. You, you know any places in Hong Kong I could play at?
1: Mm, I'll find some. I haven't been there. Uh <laughs> Wait, sorry, not Hong Kong. <laughs> no, uh, that's what I said. I don't that's know why you I said. said it.
4: Why, why, but, uh, why you didn't you say the place that you live, which is Guangzhou? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can yeah play like in Guangzhou. <laughs> you can play in our
1: apartment. That's cool. Perfect. It honestly has more space in the greenhouse. So,
4: how big is your apartment? Uh yeah, about five thousand square feet.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> that's not. That's definitely not true. It's, it's like it's like nine hundred or something. It's not. It's, yeah, not, it's when nice when you take out the indoor football field. Yeah. But.
4: I mean, you had to compete with your old spot in uh, Heyman's Tower. So yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. I can only fit three pool tables mm-hmm. in the mud room. Yeah, you know, I, I <laughs> really uh-huh. wanted to do five. Yeah. So I get all my friends playing at once. Get a real uh, raucous, yeah, sound going in there. Intolerable. Uh-huh. Ten people playing pool. Anyway, uh, only three. Least believable part of that story is the ten friends. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I have to do a podcast to get, find people to talk to. <laughs>
4: <laughs> anyway, book me in China. Sure. Uh, but no, I'll be back in Springfield in February, hopefully. Kansas City, I'm playing a show January 21st, waiting on a local. And then I have music coming out in the first quarter. I don't know oh. when, but we have to make a music video. Oh, there will be a music video.
1: Yeah, you got Henry Selleck to direct it. Mm-hmm. So it's all stop motion. Yep. Should be able to throw that together in like a week or so. Yeah,
4: yeah it ought to come together pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> so I have a band in Kansas City. I have a band in Springfield. And I'm trying to get a band together here in Pittsburgh. And I've been jamming with some people. Hopefully that will be secured soon, so we can kind of start doing regional stuff out east. Super
0: cool that you got Quest Love, yeah, drumming for you. I know that he's more of a Philly guy, but like, I that's that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
4: you know, he was just a huge fan of my early stuff, so oh, yeah. he was just like, well, I got to do it.
0: Yeah, early <laughs>
4: slash only. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
0: well, and he was—he originally found you because he was searching for the prolific letterboxed reviewer yeah. Brat Pitt, and found your
4: music. <laughs> so funny you say that. I had a, a Twitter interaction with her. Then. Oh, did you guys see that? Shirts that go hard posted sure. one of my shirts. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I had that design that was like, if they don't have Brat Pitt in heaven, I'll see you in hell. Mm-hmm. Sure great shirt someone donated it and it was in a thrift store someone took a picture of it somehow it got on shirts that go hard and it like went viral you could say i mean like every post they do is like i wouldn't call it big, viral, yeah but they, they just have lots of followers that retweet everything they do but uh i was like i should make, like remake this design so i like listed the um like a big cartel for pre-order and made made some more and it sold pretty well but Somehow, someone was like, they added that account, the letterbox person on Twitter. were are like, is this you? And I was like, hey, can we coexist? And they're like, sure. I don't see why not. And I was That's like, cool. Sweet. Um, but then I changed the name, so it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. But- now, I had ordered a Brad Pitt shirt that I opened uh, two weeks ago when I got here. Uh, that you long bought, like, after the name changed. <laughs> <laughs> so i got my tape finally and
0: got the t-shirt that's no longer relevant i um, i love my tape i i i put the tape on every once in a while i'm excited to have one of the original pre mint fatigues yeah. tapes it's gonna be worth yeah. big bucks someday mm-hmm. and i yeah. accept i'll be in the video and uh, you know other than that <laughs> it's it's all good yeah
1: well, it has been good talking to you cole thank you for telling us what you do in your bed yeah. Even though thanks. Dan forgot the bit he was going to do.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't thank forget for
1: the
0: part that was uh, confusing and insulting.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for calling in. Also, thank you for letting me know that one time that you were listening to the show seconds after it came out. That made me feel really good.
4: You know, sometimes I get the notification that a new episode comes up and it just hits the right time. And I was just like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And that was the first one I had listened to since. Well, no, that's you not You don't true. have to tell us that. <laughs> No, 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 no! You don't no. have to throw <laughs> well, that in. I was lying. It was the f- <laughs> second one I listened to since the transition to uh, to chat. Oh, the
1: remote, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: I like the the new format. It's really cool.
1: Hey, thanks. Appreciate Thank that. You, yeah. All right, we'll talk to you soon, Cole. No, we won't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to you soon. It was great talking to you. I'm so glad this
4: happened. This was fun. Same. It's good to catch up.
0: Gotta work in the morning. Ooh, that was fun, Andy. Yeah, nothing like
1: having a 15 second bit that results in a 15
0: minute interview. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just nice seeing him. <laughs> yeah, you good, know? Guy. good guy. Great guy. That that was, a uh, said that was his idea to to even do all of that. Yeah. That wasn't even something that we had put we, out
1: there. So. We were just going to do a phone call, and he said, Hey, I can record it. I can record my side of it. So that's why we have a nice high-quality audio from, I almost said, Brad Pitt. That's not his name. name. Cole Simmons, a.k.a. Minfitis. Go check out his music
0: online. Andy, that was super fun. Yeah, It's been a great episode of Spring Food Mo. It's been a great revival of Spring Food Mo. I'm raising my hands. He's raising his hands to show that he has no weapon, folks. I am not feeling threatened by Andy's presence right now. He's sitting up straight, tongue off the roof of his mouth, <laughs> I open could not, hand. Reality no is I could not it. be sitting less straight. Yeah, yeah, I am
1: fully reclined. He's, he's
0: almost horizontal, <laughs> folks. Uh, which, of course, brings us to our final segment on the show here today. The final segment of the 2023 Spring Food Mo Revival. Uh, these last couple weeks, we've had some guests on for the end of the episode, as is uh, typical with an episode of spring food mo not so much radio spring food or spring food earth but typically we try we try to give listeners bang for their buck We try to give them a little extra at the end with a with a high profile
1: some extra if you're my grandpa some
0: extra yeah (laughs) you think your grandpa you think your grandpa was ever a, a newsboy? Think he ever cried no. X-Tree,
1: No. Read I, all about he's it? He's told me about several jobs that he's had, and they're, it's very entertaining to hear him talk about. It's a grandpa you know and have met. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I don't think he's been a newsboy. Gigolo? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Imagine. Well, speaking of imagining, Andy, you can imagine right now that we have... One last guest. Yeah, and these last couple weeks, uh, it's honestly
1: it's been so refreshing to not have any guests that have been on the show before. Yes. I think we've successfully avoided rehashing any old ideas and bits that we've done. We've done honestly, absolutely, we've done a good job, and I'm really proud of all the effort that we made. And like, I can't wait to hear what this last guest is going to be. Expectations are so high or some kind of blowout.
0: Well, Andy, you actually have this last guest to thank for all those new guests. You see, I've been alluding to a presence uh, that has been booking our guests, a friend of mine, if you will. Mm. Um, And that friend is... uh, I I figured I'd ask him to join us here today uh, since he did such a good job and kind of get into his process behind what exactly he has been up to with with booking our guests and just what he's been up to in general. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Hey, Cold Stone. Hey, what you about to introduce me? Absolute is going on. Hi, Dan. Hi, Andy.
1: Is this who I think it is? Uh, what's up? You look down, Dan.
0: You can see him. I'm, He's about knee high. I'm looking down. He's knee high to a Oh, Dan. Man.
1: Every time I see Dan, he pretends like he doesn't know me. That's right. Or I wish I didn't. Pretends like he doesn't snow me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Yes. Sounds like you know no. what you
0: mean, Andy. Because I'm a snowman.
1: Randolph the corn snowboy. Yep, that's right. That's He's name. a
0: snowman named Randolph the corn-nosed snowboy. And I'm here, Dan, to talk about the one thing anyone should be talking about this year. Lay it on me. Love. Wow, Randolph. How did I know? I don't get enough of it. You don't? All I get are these vampires and bloodsuckers. Yes, yeah, I know. Anything else to say Uh, (laughs) about goblins or ghouls? (laughs) Zombies with no conscience? Yes, yeah, yeah. No,
1: Dan. I'm here to talk about love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I hang out at Lurvy Park all by myself, all alone. Yep. I'm a lonely snow boy. It's snowing.
0: It's snowing. It's snowing. Sometimes it snows this time of year. It does, yeah. It was snowing just a little while in ago. February. In February. This time but of it year. it was snowing in, in December.
1: I want to meet a, a, a snow boy to love.
0: Or snow person. What's the difference? Is there an age difference in a snow boy and a snow person? No, Dan. It's just I'm open to any snow Snow tender. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Excuse me. You can. You're a handsome being. Thank you. Yeah, I think you'd be considered handsome for a snow. What's the handsomest thing about me, Dan? Uh, your carrots very long. I don't have a carrot, Dan. What is that thing on your nose then?
2: It is
1: some
0: gold. Oh.
1: Thank you for the setup, That's Dan. right. I appreciate <laughs> that. Dan, I, you've been in a relationship for a very long time. Andy, uh-huh. you a shorter time. We can maybe ask you for advice too, but.
0: Nine years for me. Oh, it's that's, that's, that's so long—nine years. Oh yeah, yeah, like two and eight. Don't doesn't matter, Andy. Yeah, shut up, Andy. You don't know about this game,
1: Andy. Last time, didn't you say you were allergic to snow? or something?
0: Yeah, did you say that, Andy?
1: Oh, I, I did. Yeah, mm. I, my nose is running a little bit. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna stay. Better go <laughs> catch I'll, it. Deal with it. I'm just gonna stay here
0: and de- get out. But I, I yeah. printed this. Get out. I agree with Randolph. Okay. okay, okay, I'm gone, I'm gone. Randolph wants it, off. So you got to get out. Take it off. Good riddance, bitch. So Randolph, now that's just you and I, how you doing, buddy? Not well, I guess, because you're, you're looking for a, a, a snow person. I'm lonely. Well, I, I mean, you're good looking, though. You got that nice big piece of corn. Oh, my trademark quality. Yeah. Some might say it's
1: pretty much the only thing I got going on. It's
0: almost the only thing you got going on, Randolph. It's it's pretty much the only thing that distinguishes you from a traditional snowman. Mm. But that's good. Yeah. Women want that. I know it's good. Well, what's the problem then? Oh, that's what I need you to tell me. You need me to tell you what the problem is? That's how thin this premise is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you for dating advice. Oh... Well, geez! If I mean, you were a
1: knee-high snowboy with a with a corn for a nose, mm-hmm.
0: what would you do to meet someone to love? To meet someone to love, ah, man, I'm sorry, Randolph. It's not you're not really asking the right guy. I mean, I have been with my old lady for a long time, but we didn't. I didn't do a whole lot of dating. I, I kind of lucked out. Um, I mean, I guess the big advice I could give you is just. Okay, trying so to find yourself a smoke show the first time. Dan says to get lucky. Get lucky. Yep. Dan, that's what I'm trying to do. Yep. Oh. Okay. Well, you know, maybe I can assist with that. Then I, okay. if, if, if you know, I was looking for love. Looks like you're out here trying to get lucky. So I would say, you know, people like confidence. Just be confident. Check. Okay, you're confident. Um, they like when you smell good, ooh, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, when you I, have
1: the same ear of corn mm-hmm. for a nose.
0: Yeah, that may have been why for I mistook it for a carrot. The hue is not of traditional corn, um, and it's definitely got a a droopier quality than you would expect.
1: Man. I came here to be encouraged, not discouraged.
0: Uh, you brought it up. It, it smells like <laughs> uh, it looks weird. You think that's bad for you? I got to smell it all day. It is my nose. Oh, man. That's a good point. You ever think
1: about how I have an ear for a nose?
0: I guess I haven't. Did, have you right, ever let's thought move about on. that?
1: <laughs> Just now. <laughs> Would have been a funny thing to think of the last three times I was on. Okay, Dan. I guess it would have
0: been a funny thing to think of.
1: <laughs> Honestly, consider it thought
0: of. <laughs> yeah, I do. I consider it
1: thought of. Okay, Dan.
0: I mean, come on, Randolph. I've, I I know that you have other attractive qualities. I know for a Name fact. Name one. I know for a fact, Randolph, that you can sing and play guitar. I've heard you many a time, and I think that the ladies love a songbird, I mean, maybe you come up with a song to, like, sell yourself to the ladies. Oh, corn love for sale. <laughs> okay, and now you're singing the song. I was maybe thinking just come up with it in your free time. Get some corn love for sale. How much should I charge, Dan? I'm supposed to sell How my much love. Charge. This is such a good idea. So you wrote the song. Now you're taking the song's lyrics literal. Uh, normally, I would say love isn't for sale, but you are a one of one corn boy being. So, I mean, I, I you can charge something for that. $100,000, $200,000. Okay, I got to figure it out. You are absolutely
1: right. I never considered that I should... Invite people to pay me for my love. Mm-hmm. This is such a good idea. Happiness is a warm corn.
0: That's something yes. I thought of. Yes. You really are thinking of a lot of things. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> you seem exhausted. <laughs> <Random>. I am. <laughs> you seem absolutely winded by your, I your just, short appearance honestly, here today. Sometimes I wish I was like a normal snowboy.
1: Sometimes I like to sit around and imagine a different life, Mm -hmm. Dan.
0: Imagine there's no corn nose. It's easy if you try. John Lennon, yes.
1: Look at all the people (laughs) with no
0: (laughs) corn under eyes. (laughs) I don't Um, know. I mean... I think you're on the right track, Randolph. Okay. I think you have uh, an absolute cavalcade of great songs to impress and woo the ladies with. Do you have anything else that you that you want to leave the folks with? We're trying to wrap the episode up here. I, I mean, we got <laughs> he's got he left. Oh, my God. <laughs> he doesn't have anything. He wants to leave the folks with. I think we solved all his problems. Wow. Yeah, he just he wrote me a note that said he's bigger than Jesus <laughs> and he left. Well, we already knew that. Yeah, he told us about Corn's mess. Uh-huh. Well, that was worth our time. We'll see if it stays in the show. <laughs> we sure will, Andy. And to wrap up the show, uh, we got we got Coldstone Cream Austin.
1: Hey guys! Oh, this has been booking everything. I should have known. Honestly, I should have right. known.
0: It's me, freaking <sighs> Coldstone Cream Austin. I'm back after what is it been? 18 months since. Yep. I was Last on this thing.
1: Yep, this is February, so it's definitely been about eighteen months yeah. since the last time you made an appearance on the show, Coldstone. How you been, my friend? Ah,
0: pretty good. Seemed like uh there was an awful lot of a lot of finality to that last episode. Seems seemed like it was a pretty good place to wrap Wait, the show up. Didn't you show up in the Popeyes episode? Ah, uh, uh, d- 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 real quick, idiot! D- d- shut the f- up, <laughs> 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 uh, Coldstone. Uh, you know, sorry, we're running a little long today, uh, and I, I know you've been hard at work. But um, what are you doing here? Well, I, of course, did did the booking of the episodes. You've you've been talking the last couple of weeks, kind of hyping it up. Uh, all these big guests that you got booked, and uh, um, I was just gonna kind of come in and and, and do my kind of yearly review with the boys oh. here. Uh, see, what's <laughs> <was> that, me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was me listening to you and getting lost in it. I started imitating your voice for wow. some reason.
0: Okay, um, that was weird. That was never happened before. Uh, what was weird? <laughs> what hadn't happened before? Okay, that seems like maybe Paul Stanley has joined us. Now his voice is a little higher. Okay, well, um, I I booked the episodes. Yes, we said you yeah, booked yeah, the you're episodes. The booker. God. You're the booker. I booked the episodes. I. I did book the episodes. Yes. And I wanted to see how I did. Poorly. Go- oh, I thought you did good. No. What are you talking? Andy, do you remember the guests we had? They sucked. Dr. D.D. Dr. D.D. was one of them. I remember Tom Thomas Jane. Thomas, yeah, yeah, he was good. Did you book <laughs> Randolph? Yeah, of course. Oh. I booked every, I booked Nicole. I booked freaking Cole Simmons. I, I booked Randolph Cornell Corner Snowboard. I mean, this was a that freaking action-packed final episode of the revival. I thought I did pretty good.
1: Did you book the, the four-wheel guy?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I do. I do believe that I was involved in the booking of Dilly Bove, the four-wheel-driving Buddhist.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I loved that. He was great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, was I like thought that f- you'd get a kick out of him. Yeah. I mean, I had a bunch of other people lined up. I kept on texting freaking Dad, and he texted me a bunch of people who there was no way that they could be on the show. Uh-oh. No way. Like, yeah, such, such as? Oh, I mean... I'll run a couple of them, yeah. I don't do. know why dad had such a freaking big problem with them, but I don't know. I thought that they were pretty big gets. I, I had already reached out to the most of these people, and uh, a lot of them were kind of easier to get than I thought. I I I mean, you like movies, yeah. don't you? Love them. Well,
1: going to go to one tonight.
0: Does the name Kevin Spacey <laughs> ring any <laughs> bells?
1: Uh, yes, it rings... Uh, some alarm bells. Some
0: bad bells. Yeah. Yes, that's Andy said alarm bells. Well, I I don't know. I, I worked pretty hard to get him. He, he, he said yes really quickly, <laughs> which was weird. Yes, he said. Yes, he said it in sort of a southern act. He said, let me be frank. <laughs> then he implied that he was going to kill a member of the royal family or oh. something. I
1: don't know what that was. Was about. this like Three months ago. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Yeah, I guess it was. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of actors, uh, Frank Langella. He's going to get him on. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I think he, for not the same reasons as Kevin Spacey, yeah. but for sen- uh, Bill Murray. Oh, boy. Uh, similar reasons to Frank Langella, a little closer. I'm
1: sensing a theme here. These are all actors who played presidents in movies. Uh,
0: no, not exactly. I'm sorry,
1: or TV shows. Uh,
0: uh, no, I wasn't going with a theme for booking people. I was trying to get famous people, you know. Uh, Brian Singer, Josh Homme. Together? Yeah, they wanted to come in on as a freaking duo. <laughs> they, Josh is a big fan of Bohemian Rhapsody. They love each
1: other's work. Brian's yeah. a big fan of like
0: teenagers. <laughs> God. Uh, let's see. Who else do I have here? Boris Karloff?
1: Wait, what is yeah. he? Did he die? He's, He's just very dead. dead,
0: right? Uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, I mean, that would be an interesting well, Yeah, I don't know that I would want to have him on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You it, said no.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, in that is—I def- that's offensive. Everyone should say yes. So it's B- an honor. Boris and Natasha, not real, fictional. Yeah. Uh
0: Japanese noise rock band Boris. Ooh, that would be great. Did you ask them? Ah, uh, no. I think I—I I think I forgot. Or oh, oh yeah, that's right. They were in Japan. Mm. Um, let's see. Louis C.K. Pat. No. Next. Bill Cosby.
1: <sighs> Chris D'Elia? <laughs> you probably, you probably say yes. If we asked him to come on, I bet he would come on. Chris Benoit. Oh, Wait, God. Army Hammer. No, 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 no. Army Hammer? No, thank you. What about the
0: Hammer Army? Yeah, that sounds good. A force of hammer-wielding maniacs that kill and eat people for sexual pleasure? Uh, Well, good yeah, I until mean, that's why ends. I passed. Yeah. Yeah. But if Andy wants him on, uh, he might be a card-holding freaking member. Ooh, Oh, I, but you did mention some presidents earlier. I, I was going to get on President George W. Bush. Yeah, sure. He can paint us. I don't know if I'm comfortable with George W. Bush on the podcast, but I, I fanny he once. Uh, George H. W. Bush. He's gone. Henry Kissinger. Is he gone? I don't know. He is, is he unfortunately alive? still with us. Okay. Uh, it would make it a little more acceptable to have w on I, th- I think we got henry Kissinger on they're pretty similar uh banjo kazooie yeah that sounds good get, let's get fictional him. fictional character doesn't sound good can't get them on andy oh uh, i'm the-
1: sorry did banjo kazooie get canceled yeah i think that
0: might be the problem uh, uh did you say uh after me uh, <laughs> the violinist from the dave matthews band
1: oh my goodness that's so sp- that's so <laughs> esoteric
0: the banjo player from mumford and sons <laughs> isn't his father a british investor over, worth over half a billion pounds oh that makes a lot of more things make sense that is true dan like, that's a lot of things that's true make sense. you and i both know that fact uh mel gibson
1: mm, was in seven movies last year
0: uh jeff garland
1: i met him <laughs> <laughs> Recently, you, no. you you were trying I met to him in two thousand six. He was very kind to me. George Carlin, Dad, Ariel Pink, oh boy, Scott Mayo. yeah, I would talk to Scott. Why not? I, I have same Why not?
0: Uh, Betty anyway. White, oh Dad, Thomas Middleditch, oh boy, Osama bin Laden, <laughs> Amanda Palmer,
1: do you, you think? Arnold Palmer? How long do you think Ben Schwartz has
0: before he goes down? All all his friends are cancelled. I think he's fine. I think he just unless it becomes cancelable to surround yourself by uh, abhorrent pieces of garbage, which it probably could become (laughs) that way, uh, especially considering the things he probably knew. Uh, But no, I think Benny Schwartz. All right. Andy Dick. (sighs) Wait, uh, Captain Springfield
1: current passed any of them hey we've had we've unfortunately we've had more than one uh believe crystal quaid was also captain springfield
0: oh very cool not her yeah um let's see what, Kathy Griffin. okay <laughs>
1: one of the captains cr- springfield is such an egregiously whatever they should have just dismantled the entire thing after they found out after stuff that happened with that one
0: but it still exists um i didn't come on here to get political andy so um
1: Stop caring, Andy. Stop caring. Stop caring.
0: Ah, Kathy Griffin. Is she bad? No, oh, she's she? like she's on the show with Peter and the dog and Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's another fictional person you're thinking of. Lois Griffin, wife uh, <laughs> on Family Guy. <laughs> Kathy Griffin. Ah, uh, what about Thomas Oops, I sh my pants, Jane? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got did him come on. Yeah, We referred to him earlier, and he done. Oh wait, I guess he was actively doing horrible things to people
0: during his uh, work. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess you could call it that. Anyone else, Coldstone? Coldstone Coldstone just disappeared like old Ben Kenobi when he got <laughs> <laughs> hit by the lightsaber. He was trying to think so hard about another person. He thought himself out of existence. Oh my god. Wow. Guess we'll never see Coldstone Cream Austin again, but that that was, you know, I'm proud of the work that he did, dude. Yeah. He, it seemed like a lot of the people he was trying to get on here were either canceled, dead or fictional, but uh the, the folks that he did get on here Doctor Doodoo McStinkums, freaking Thomas who get my pants, Jane, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dilly Bove, the yeah, that was very four good. wheel driving Buddhist. That was good. Two meta. That was good. Two meta. Two meta. Two meta, two meta Andy, Dan. Our podcast was obviously
1: inspired by another podcast, and mm-hmm. recently, relatively recently, within the last half year or so, on Doughboys, Nick Weiger just out and out said that. The Spoonman nickname that we get more often than anything else is Cold Stone Cream Austin.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Just the least creative. I also saw or heard that, um, you know. I still think it's pretty creepy. It is though. funny. I, yeah, you know, I like I, it. I searched Coldstone Cream Austin yeah. before I brought him on the show the first time because I wanted to make sure that nobody was named the name of this real person who I brought on the show many times. Sure. My friend. And I there were no results. Yeah. No, I just
1: heard that when that when when he said that, I lost it. The name Coldstone Cream Austin has been in my life for a, a long time <laughs> at this point. It was very funny to hear him talk about we're not doing
0: that one because so many people sent it in. Yeah, I don't can't can't say I was a big fan of <laughs> of of when I heard that. Yeah, you
1: know. Sorry, buddy. Whatever. Because you know, he's your friend. It's like offensive to hear something like that about, mm-hmm. about a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan. One last thing we gotta do, maybe two other things we gotta do before this whole thing's wrapped up. I got you a little present in China, Dan. Oh my Dan. god, Andy. I'm just gonna hand it over. I don't have a package unfolding this thing. What is this? It's the big reveal. Now, this might not fit, but it's something special.
0: this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. This is a hoodie featuring the Shanghai Popeye chicken logo. I would say it is certainly the right size. I am so excited to throw this thing on Andy. This is sick. (laughs) Dan I designed that
2: (laughs) No
1: (laughs) Andy I obviously didn't make the logo but I did have to track down the logo which is only used on that Popeyes and then the stuff the other stuff on there I I whipped together
0: It's chicken playing a saxophone
1: That's what is on the outside it's like a big version of that made with neon lights on the outside of the first and uh, one of two Popeyes in the entire country of China He's literally playing
0: an Epiphone saxophone. It's got the Epiphone symbol oh, wow. on, the, on the saxophone really there. Something. Wow, this is awesome, Andy. Yeah, and then in uh, in Chinese
1: characters at the bottom it says, "I like fried chicken." <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: was that yeah. also your choice? Yeah. That that is that on the building?
1: I tried a couple different uh, translations because their uh, motto is "love that chicken" mm-hmm. or something like that, and I found the ones that made the most sense uh grammatically and i checked it with some locals local, local sure. speakers and said no that that is what you w- would say so beautiful
0: yeah man that's
1: so cool thank you Henry. you're very welcome i hope thank you enjoy you. it man now where's my present
0: <laughs> i didn't get you one um not because i don't care. no no no. it's, it's okay. just uh i guess no i guess it is because i don't care
1: mm-hmm. <sighs> well I, I cared know. about getting that
0: out of my out of my luggage I so bet, I could make yeah. more room. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I brought you some crap that I need to get <laughs> out of my house, too. Uh, still got your copy of the Godfather trilogy over there. Oh, you do? You <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I know it, it probably is good in yeah. my house as it is in your storage. I but. was missing it tremendously. Is it on
1: Blu-ray? <laughs> Did I have that on Blu-ray or is it no, digital versatile no, disc? No, it's,
0: it's the digital versatile okay. disc. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how to end this, Andy. This is just so nice. I'm really happy. I, I, and I, The last thing I want to do is get meta here on the show. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's been fun. I, I really have enjoyed these revival episodes. All of them. Mm-hmm. Every one of them that's in the can. I'm excited to do it again. You know, do you have anything else that you want to go out on, Andy? Not really. I don't.
1: I don't want to get meta. I appreciate. I appreciate you doing it uh, with me. It was nice of you to do that. I know you enjoy it. Even if you pretend, like I, we're you know. not
0: trying to get meta here, folks.
1: I do enjoy it. I, I also know that it's annoying. <laughs> it, yeah. As long as <laughs> you know both. <sighs> no, nah, you're doing me a favor by doing it. But I also really love doing it, and uh, I know you have fun too. So, anyway, I do. That's enough of that.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. I got one and, thing I wanted to go out on before we officially sign off. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut all that. And it's just yeah, cut all that crap. Uh, have we ever talked on here about the visual effects studio based in New Zealand, Weta? Oh God, we're getting Weta!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Spring Food Media.